Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 183. My name is Jay, the Jedi Ross. Please excuse me while I flick my bick. Here I am with you again, so happy to be. I am in the L5J studio. I'm nice and warm. It's beautiful and balmy here in Ontario, Canada. It's like one degree it's nice. It's warm. There's hardly any snow on the ground. Not like our friends down in Philly. You guys got like 50 feet of snow or some kind of shit. So to all our friends and loved ones down in Philly, we hope you uh, don't hurt yourselves too hard digging yourselves out of that shite. Anyways, here we are, one, uh, 183, episode 183. Uh, before we get right back into our Source Point Press Publishing Partay... A few things I want to touch on that occurred this week in the news and such. You know, the geeky type talkings about that we hear about and we like to talk about and think about. I was thinking about, so here I'm going to talk about. Episode 8, it's been pushed back. They're putting it back to December, which I like because I personally think the fact that Star Wars completely overshadowed Christmas is fantastic. Fuck Christmas. Let's just have a two-week Star Wars celebration every winter. Pulls us right out of the hole. Totally fixes up our winter blues. Like, how much fun was that? Was it not? We all actually collectively got together, changed the possibilities of the world by not spoiling Star Wars, and it was great. It was good. We all had a fantastic winter. Christmas was made better because of Star Wars, so let's just make it a Star Wars celebration. Just every year, two weeks, dead of winter, bam. It played out wonderfully. It was great. So... I like that idea. Uh, the other thing I heard about is that they are possibly rewriting it because of everybody's love of, the, of Episode Seven to focus even more on Ray and Finn and Poe and focus less on new characters they were going to bring into Episode Eight. I don't like that. I was excited to hear it was going to go in a kind of new direction. Uh, the thing that I got most excited about from Episode Seven was Episode Eight. The fact that I'm going to get Luke, I'm going to get Jedi, I'm going to get temples, lightsabers, training, all the good stuff. Maybe it'll focus more on just Rey and Luke's training. That would be cool. I don't know. I like new characters. I like new things. Uh, In no way am I complaining or putting down episode seven. It was a brilliant, fantastic, beautiful movie. I don't know. I like the out of the box type stuff. You know, that's one thing you had to admit. Episode seven didn't give us anything we kind of haven't seen in some way before. I like seeing things that blow my mind that I have never even comprehended. And that's something Lucas did do several times in the prequels. Can't deny that. Shitty acting, shitty dialogue, shitty direction, no direction. Absolutely agree with you there. But there were some ideas that occurred that were quite fucking crazy. And that's how it is. So. This week, the uh, Suicide Squad trailer was released on that their DC, CW, Kevin Smith, cry about DC comics because we love them so much special that they had, which I loved because I love that shit. You know, they kind of put it out there. It's kind of a, hey, mom, this is what the Justice League is. 
you know, kind of explain to everybody type thing. It's cute when they do that, but it's always fun for the kids to see the specials. Uh, Suicide Squad was amazing. It was really, really cool. I'm so excited about this goddamn movie. Joker seems, you know, as much as I could do without the tattoos. I agree. I could do without the flashy wardrobe. Uh, I, I am really loving the direction of his nutness. I love where it's going. I love that it seems a bit more zany than it's been before. Kind of Jack Nicholson on crack. You know, I enjoy that. It's what I'm looking for. I want my Joker to be absolutely, I'm not for the anarchistic kind of crazy clown shit, mad dog bullshit shit. I want to see fucking psychopath. That's what I want to see. I want to see just absolutely ragingly insane. And it looks like he might give us a little bit of that. And it was fun. Uh, today, you know what I did? I watched Bad Blood, the Batman Bad Blood, Warner Brothers animation. Talk about DC fucking killing it. These cartoons are the greatest cartoons ever made. Just keep bringing them, please. Make the movies straight off the cartoons. They are so loyal to the comics, yet translated in a way, you know, that, that works so well. There's certain things you have to change because obviously you're making a cartoon, but so brilliantly done i don't understand why they don't have the same exact fucking people who are working at dc animation as working on the movies these things are fucking brilliant brilliant you cannot you cannot counterstate that dc comics is owning television right now flash arrow returning fun as ever legends of tomorrow Better than I thought it was going to be because of the twist. So, spoilers, but I'm going to tell you the twist. The fact that they're not legends, the fact that they are nobodies, the fact that they're chosen because their existence means nothing and it has no impact on the timeline, that won it for me. That pulled me into it. Because that's how I've always looked at those characters. And, you know, to be honest about it, and now they're being honest about it and creating and being creative is always of course better when we're being honest with ourselves isn't it uh it's better to be positive there's so much negativity out there i hate a lot of shit i get let down by a lot of shit but it's just fun shit you know it's fun to get let down by that shit too and it's good that we're finally learning to you know not go crazy look what we did we all came together in a positive enough way that we actually did not spoil star wars that's a more beautiful thing to happen than anything that's ever happened at Christmas time before in the past. You want to talk about human spirit and coming togetherness? We did not spoil Star Wars. That is fucking amazing. So, uh, that being said, uh, that's how I felt about those few little things that I wanted to get out. There's something that I want you to do, kids, that would be really important to me for you to do. I want you to go to Facebook, and I want you to type in Toronto Comics Anthology. That's going to take you to a page. This page is about the Toronto Comics Anthology. It's an annual showcase for the next generation of comic creators. Now, they're working on Volume 3. There's going to be a Kickstarter coming up for that soon. Volume 3 is going to involve many, many past guests and friends that we've had on this show. So that is very exciting. We'll hopefully get them all back to talk about it and maybe some of the people putting this together. But I really want to support this because it's a really, really cool way to... uh, you know, unite the clans. It's a really cool way to unite the clans, bring all the Toronto creators independently together and to show off their stuff and what they've got to show. Uh, you know, Sean Daly, Dave Bishop, wonderful people. So go to do that on the Facebook. Uh, then you can go to their site as well. It's www.tocomics with an X.com. 
go there and you can check out volume two right there right away it's got a forward by jim zub uh lots and lots of cool stuff um do that people please here we go into tonight's episode we continue our five week long source point press publishing party didn't even intend this was not intended in any way i didn't plan this i didn't premeditate this for some fucking reason it just turned out this way five weeks straight of source point pressers okay we started out with mike speakman super cool guy talked to him over in australia really really good uh his book is carmen after him we talked to our really good friend jp fosgett okay Bodie troll my little pony and in fact he is resurrecting an old book of his. It's called Dead Duck, and he's going to be doing that through SourcePoint Press. Okay, so we talked to Jay. Then last week, what did we do? We had an old friend return. That was Greg Wright. Greg Wright is the writer of Wild Bullets. Fantastic, fantastic book that's got like, I believe, seven. I think I'm right. Seven artists on it, including tonight's guests. He was involved with that as well. Uh, Wild Bullets is so good. I believe there's a part two that's going to be coming to our future soon. Stay tuned. Check out Wild Bullets if you haven't. But he's got Monstrous coming, which is a super cool book. Ken Lemoog, he's doing that with. The Kickstarter is on. I think, I think it's still on. I have been keeping track the last few days because it reached fundage ages ago. It actually was like over 200% or something. They are just kill- they were just killing through the stretch goals. So it might be over. I don't think it is. I think I would know for sure if it was over. Actually, it can't be over because I pledged. And I haven't got my, hey, we're taking your money now message. So uh, when I get that message, I'll know that the, the campaign's over, which means you have time. So go to Kickstarter and put in Monstrous, uh, Tale of Valor and Villainy. Tales of Valor and Villainy? Yes, Tales, I believe. It's not in front of me. I'm going pure off my brain on that one. Okay, so uh, Mike Speakman, Jim Fosgett, and Greg Wright. Now we are into tonight. Tonight's guest, you know, I had I had an impression of tonight's guest. I thought I thought this guy I've, I've known online and I've known of his work for a couple of years now. You know, kind of talked online here and there, got to know each other a little bit. And he's not one for particularly throwing himself out there, shall we say? You know, he's not hiding, but he's not exactly got a soapbox or nothing. He's just kind of doing his thing. So I was under the impression that, okay, I really want to talk to this guy because his art is fucking phenomenal. Everybody loves him. He's starting to get involved in some shit. So I was like, dude, let's do it. Finally, after, you know, a little hey, why don't you's here and there over the years, he finally did it. He finally, finally came on to the show. I was expecting this individual to be maybe kind of shy. Might be kind of a timid little conversation, you know, just kind of, yeah. I've always liked to paint. I like it to paint. Not at all. I was completely wrong. It was an uproariously fun conversation between me and artist Sean Seal. Sean is not shy. Sean is lazy. No, I kid. Sean is not lazy. He's just doing his thing, man. He's busy. He's painting. He's living. Uh, but he's pushing. He pushes his friends. In the past, when I've been like, been on the show, he's like, no, I'll have this person on the show. And I have, and it's always been a great time. But I finally was like, dude, you got to be on the show. Guess what? Sean was on the show. And Sean's even 
fucking way more awesome after talking to Sean. Uh, easily one of the most talented people I have had on an elegant weapon. Many, many artists have graced this podcast, and he's up there. Um, I'm saying this now because I didn't want to make him uncomfortable by gushing in his face too much, but it has to be done because everybody out there knows it. He is insanely, insanely talented. Tonight we're going to be talking to Sean about a new project that he's got coming from Source Point Press along with the wonderful and beautiful Miss Cosmic Casey Pierce. Now, this book, many of you may have heard about, it's called Nora, and it's going to be fucking insane. Uh, With Casey writing this thing and Sean drawing this thing, I actually correct myself, painting? Well, I don't know. He's doing some of it digital, too. You'll hear. He's painting, drawing, digitalizing, whatever the hell. He's fucking creating visuals for this fucking thing. This is... This is an incredible combination. Uh, one of the heads over there at Source Point Press, Travis the Hitmaker McIntyre, brought this team together, and you're going to hear all about it. You're going to hear about Nora. You're going to hear about a really cool thing he's also got coming up called Rot. And you're going to hear about Little Zen Trees. Uh, you're going to hear about lots of really cool shit. So go to Facebook and check out Sean Seal S. E-A-L Sean S-E-A-N Sean Seal Art and Design Uh, You'll get to see said little Zed trees that we have a little chat about and stuff coming up for Nora and Rot and everything else he's done so good times here you go Uh, super super fun chat finally finally with Mr. Sean Seal Wait till next week, kids. Things are going to get spacey. So, have you ever done a podcast? Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, you know, a handful of them. Right, 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 yeah. I'm, I usually just, you know, listen, listen to other people on them, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's well, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Even though you don't do this too often, you're quite active on social media. Yeah, that's um that's my preferred method of social interaction only because I can be doing other things <laughs> while I'm being a troll. <laughs> so you're a busybody then? You're constantly got a bunch of stuff on the go or you just kind of need to be even if it's one thing at a time, you need to be moving. Yeah, I mean, I've always got like I've always got I'm always behind on more than a couple things and you know so a lot of times you know just getting out and I mean sometimes I catch a little flack from from people cuz I you know I don't I don't go hang out at the comic shop and I don't go to a lot of get-togethers and you know it's mostly just because I can't really be in the zone and be working on my stuff when I'm doing that Sure that's totally understandable that because of that though You've created this kind of cool mystique about yourself. Yeah, like, like a weird you know? hermit. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's not so much a hermit. I guess it's kind of, but it's it. Well, on one side, you are so supportive of everyone around you. You know, you're you're, you're incredibly supportive of your friends and the Michigan scene and everything going on in in that independent comic area. Yet, you know, you you pump out such incredible stuff yourself. Yet, you spend almost more time 
pimping out other people's stuff, you know? So just kind of staying in the shadows, working hard on what you do, but spreading so much love to everybody else is almost, it's built this certain kind of mythos around you, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm a firm believer in, you know, treat other people like you would want to be treated, right? And I mean, right now I'm kind of, as far as comics are concerned, I'm, I'm still in the building phase. I mean, I really don't have that much of my own stuff that's for sale, you know, out there. Well, well, that takes me – okay. So basically, I mean we were talking for a bit online and, of course, you know, mutual friends and such. But all, all I know of you is you're an insanely talented painter from Michigan. Like <laughs> that's it. You know what I mean? So, I'll take that. <laughs> so that is what's led to me having this, you know – you know, wanting to kind of beat that mythos and get a chance to speak with you and maybe just, you know, get a little bit of the story, you know, and like basically the basics, like when did you start painting? How long you've been painting? Like, you know? Oh, well, let's see. I mean, I've always been into art. So, I mean, it's, um, I just, it's just something I've always done. I mean, since I was in, I don't know, second grade. Right. I mean, I've, realized that I was a little bit better at it than, you know, average person was. I mean, I, I could pretty much like in the second grade, I could draw Garfield the cat and it looked just like Garfield the cat. Right. Right on. And, um, you know, and the thing is, is it was one of those deals where when you have like, you know, some type of, I guess, talent or whatever like that, you know, basically something comes kind of easy to you that other people struggle with. Right. Then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's a really good avenue for you to basically like make friends and, you know, impress people and, uh, oh, you know. yeah, basically do what comes naturally, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so uh, were you into comics as a kid then, or is like, because I know you're just kind of getting into building the actual, you know, work in the comic area, but have you always been into comics? Has it been a widespread love of all arts or has there been a specific thing where, you know, you love painting or. Yeah. I, mean, I would say that, um, as far as comics are concerned, they, you know, I gotta be careful like what I say. Cause it's like, I have a really bad habit of like making it sound like, you know, I'm not a real comic fan. Um, but no, I didn't. I I didn't have a lot of comics as a kid. I mean, there were occasionally I'd run into one and I'd look in it and I'd be like really super impressed with the artwork and I thought they were really you know something that I would love to make someday. Like I would I would like to make comics, but I never really was into reading comics. And uh, as far as as far as reading comics goes, it's just one of those hobbies that you know I got so many other hobbies that I'm into. You know. Sure, sure. I mean, it's also a weird time of of kids who, you know, we're we're of an age where kids like knew of comics in the '80s and stuff, and you know, then in the '90s there was a, that ridiculous overprinting boom, and you know, kids right. were kind of into it. But I, I feel a lot of the kids who are into the genre now because the movies are so big and everything. We were all into comics when we were kids, but then we took that time off. Yeah. And you know, most thirty to forty year olds kind of took this time off. Well, see, yeah, I skipped. Yeah. I skipped all that. I mean, I never actually got into comics. I mean, I I wish I had. I mean, I wish I, I wish I could say that you know, like as a kid, I fell in love with comics, and then I went to art school, and then I was just like decided that I was gonna make comics. But that's really not how it went for me. It was, it's quite a different um, path, I guess. 
you know, basically I got into comics not so much because I was in love with comics. I was in love with the art that was in the comics. Right, right, right. So, you know, so and now I'm kind of and now I'm kind of coming at it from like the reverse, right? So like now I'm, you know, I'm starting to read scripts and starting to realize that there's, you know, there's good stories in here and you know, I'm I'm kind of a noob really when it comes to comics. I'm I'm discovering them. Sure, sure. So in high school, you're just you're just totally focused on on your you know your techniques and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah, well, you, like I didn't in high, high school. You, art in high school, I was no, but just as far as your painting and your regular art, you like you knew you wanted to be an artist, yeah. Right, yeah. I yeah. always liked. I was always you know I took all the art classes they offered, you know, including like photography, sculpture. Um, I was in art club. You know, we were always making trips to the Chicago Art Gallery and. Uh, stuff like that so what did you see yourself doing then was there a particular like area of art you really wanted to focus on or you know was there a particular profession or did you just want to paint i just wanted to paint it's just one of those things you know i it's like uh i don't i don't want to make it sound like I'm trying to think of how to say this without sounding really like self-righteous. Well, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, for me, it's like, I didn't, you know, it's like being an artist isn't like this thing that it's like, you know what? I want to be an artist someday. Right. It's like, it was just, it's just, it's just what I've always done. You just always were. I just always, I just, I was an artist. It's not like I'm going to be an artist someday. You know, it's like, I just, I never even thought of it that way. It's just, were you ever even concerned about how could I get paid for this? No, I wasn't. And that has turned out to be a real problem that needs to be solved. <laughs> That's always the kicker, eh? Yeah. You spend, you spend all this time pouring your passion into something. You're like, oh, wait, I got to eat too, right? Right. You know, and yeah. then I went to, and I did go to school for it. And, um, and then I learned about all these different ways that you can, in fact, make money as an artist. And it's like, there's almost, you know, people think, well, you can't make money as an artist. But for me, I, I've never really seen it that way. I've seen it as in, there's too many ways to make money as an artist, and I have a really hard time focusing and just picking one. Sure, because I mean, you don't have to get into it uh, as far as your personal life and job, but you do work professionally in the day in sort of an artist area, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, my my day job is that I work for a company that makes uh, memorials, so like headstones. Oh, cool. And um, the way that I got into that was like shortly after college, I moved to Michigan, where my wife is from, and I worked at like an auto center. And I was started kind of looking for you know art jobs or whatever. And anyway, I bumped into this guy, and uh, he asked me. Basically, I bumped into this guy who offered me a job doing like wildlife art on headstones. Okay. <laughs> so like etching like deer scenes or people's cars or whatever they wanted, it's like I would hand engrave them. Like with chisel, like hammer and chisel or No, it's like it's um it they're more like scenes, like they're just kind of like uh, like on the black granite. I don't know if you've ever been in the cemetery and seen like the black granite. Sure, yeah. What what, on it. what kind of tool do you use for that though? Like a grinder or Oh, there's a couple different things. Um I think I started out using like a vibrating tipped some, it, something very similar to like a, a tattoo gun. Oh, but it's cool. got like a diamond tip on it. Okay. And like wherever you know, wherever it will like hit the stone, it'll make like a white dot, right? Sure. So you're working on black, and you're just uh, making little white dots, and you just make scenes that way. 
So that's kind of how I got into it, and then it just sort of his regular guy that does like everything, you know, the the sandblasting and the setting and, you know, dealing with customers. You know, he quit, and he offered me a full-time job, and so I took that job kind of still sort of thinking I was going to, you know, get out of it at some point and, you know, get a job at like an advertising agency as a graphic artist or something like that. And, uh, you know, here I am. I think I've been in it now for like 16 years. So. Wow. <laughs> and do you still enjoy it? Like, I mean, it's yeah, hard I mean, to I, just say that at any moment. I understand. Cause it, yeah, because, yeah. you know, it's just it's I don't want to call it just a job, but it's it's not what I set out intending to do. Right. 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 You know, but then again, I didn't really set out with any particular thing in mind. So. That's kind of what happens when you don't have a plan, right? <laughs> oh, no, I completely feel you, man. I'm in my 16th year of tree climbing. Yeah, I think, you and, know, what's, you know I, it's I funny because I've heard you say that before, and the guy that quit at the Headstone place, um, that's what he did. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> he was a tree That's trimmer. an odd combination yeah. of, of skills and labor there. Yeah, I mean, I got into it just trying it out through a friend. I was a drama kid, you know? I was I was I'll always doing play. Oh, yeah, I was completely, I was an artsy little goth kid in high school, and I oh, did cool. nothing but paint and draw and write and do plays and want to act. That's all I ever wanted to do was act and make movies. Oh, sweet. And, you know, life, you know, life goes its different ways. And you're right. You don't make a plan. All of a sudden, 16 later, years later, you're climbing trees or making headstones. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, but I um, love it. I love like that. That's one thing. Like, of course, after 16 years, some weeks are better than others. Some well, you know, the, are the thing others, is, is like, you know, like with our jobs. Right. And it's like I can't remember um I don't know, one of your podcasts, you were talking to somebody, and I remember you saying something about you. You kind of you you kind of have a man job, right? Because you have to work with your hands, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a certain thing about my job now has turned into where I basically just sit at the computer all day long. I mean, I'm we have other guys that we've hired. The company's grown a little bit, so I, I'm not out in the shop so much anymore. Sure. Um, but you know that was that's actually one of the things that's always made it kind of hard for me to like leave and go get a job at like a you know an ad agency or just you know be an artsy guy is because I I do actually enjoy that sort of um you know I make stuff you know I get dirty yeah. I, sometimes I come home with grease on my hands you know or you know or a cut yeah 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 <laughs> you know what totally. I mean oh yeah I totally know what you mean it's 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 a weird balance you have to find a life, especially when you start the family and everything. It's not just like – like God bless those people who can just take the chance and be like, all right, I'm quitting my job, selling whatever, and I'm going to be an artist and right. starve till I make it. Like God bless those people. But You know, you know I, I totally I, would do that except, you know, I mean I, I mean more power to them, eat. but it's like, yeah, your kids got to eat. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, like don't, yeah. don't be an a-hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm way too – I can't just quit climbing trees. My wife would kill me. Like, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, so you – know, people, people got to eat. And, you know, the thing about art and, you know, that kind of thing that, you know, that we're into is like, you know, that is a want item, right? It's like people people want art. And yes. The people need to have their trees trimmed. This you is know. very true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... people need headstones. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's it's always going to be, you know, so you, time. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Trees is... will never go away. I will always have a job. Yeah. <laughs> Until they invent tree climbing robots or, or don't or say like, that. Or drones. Yeah. They can <laughs> do stuff, you know, it's, you know, but I mean, it's, it's cool also. I mean, when you're working with whether it's stone or whether it's trees, like, I mean, a lot of what a lot of labor 
and skill jobs have is there's a lot of artistic you know right. intention towards it you know like it's not just my job to cut the deadwood out of the tree or cut the tree down i mean i do a lot of pruning and it's all aesthetic you know when 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 people have their million dollar mansion and all these trees they've spent tens yeah. of thousands of dollars on they want them to look fucking sweet right, right. yeah so exactly yep. you have to have an eye for that and you develop you know and it's it's almost like it, it well it is it's it's bonsai I think but on a much hire, larger like, scale to do that right? sort of thing at like amusement parks and stuff you know like Disney oh the, the theme parks have. oh are you kidding we have a Canada's Wonderland is one of the theme parks near Toronto here yeah and every time I go there that's all I can think about this is I'm looking at these trees being like imagine if I could just be like a theme parks official arborist you know right, yeah. where I spend all year round just pruning these beautiful specimens right and because when I go there whoever does it I don't know who they've contracted out to over the years but their trees are mint there's not a lick of deadwood in them they're all like symmetrical and oh yeah just aesthetically beautiful and yeah they probably shit, like have yeah. like teams of botanists <laughs> They may have like some sort of total like botanist scientist on or on staff or so I don't know what they do, but I'll bet, it, you I'll know bet they do, yeah. You know, or like a golf course, you know, like I've done a lot of work on golf courses. It'd be cool to just work at one. Yeah. You know, and just be let that. Well, you know, golf even courses, like landscape yeah. design. It, you know, that's that, you know that's exactly what I was the point that I was trying to make about you know it's not that you can't make money doing creative things. It's that there's so many things you yeah. can do that are creative that you can make money at. Absolutely. You know, it's like I, I have wasted so much time doing stupid things that I probably should have been specializing more. Right. Right. You know, just, uh, you know, like for my little, my little trees, for example, I don't make any money really from those, but I do it every day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the trees. Cause this is something like I was already a fan of yours for being just a swell, positive fella and doing really cool art. But then I, I, I noticed that you do these trees every day. And of course that, you know, that, that's something special to me. I fucking love trees. They're my they're my jam, baby. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're you're so, more of a tree guy than I am. <laughs> I love getting to see this every day. Like I look forward to the daily little Zen tree. Like you can't believe. And then I see it, and I can almost get maybe not necessarily your mood, but a little touch of how you were feeling that day. Oh, you can tell when I'm mailing it in. When I'm just like, oh. I don't feel like painting this stupid tree, but it's like I do it every day. I have to. I'm gonna do it, and it's like, well, why? Wow, did that's you a slap. Okay, explain tree. this. Explain the story. How did you set this up for yourself that you paint the tree every day? Well, um, and it's funny because I was in, uh, you know, I was in Barnes and Noble the other day, and I pulled a, I was in the art section, and I pulled some little book off the shelf. It, and it's like right on the cover, it was like, you know, paint small, paint often, and I was just like, well, I could have wrote that book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, because that's exactly why I do it. I mean, I love to watercolor paint, and I kind of went for like, I don't know, a couple years there where I just got too busy. I was just going to work, and then I would come home and like, you know, watch the news and eat snacks and then, you know, getting into shows and, you know, basically, you know, no offense to everyone else, but basically being like everyone else, right? Right, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, doing what people do. And uh, and I realized it's like, man, I am totally like not feeding like the most um, important aspect of my character on a daily basis, which is, you know, the art part. Right. I mean, that's the thing that I've always sort of identified with is the, the me that's the artist. Well, yeah. I wasn't doing that every day. I, in fact, I think I went for a couple of years or I didn't do anything at all. Wow. 
So finally, I just like, you know what? I got to come up with something that I can just do every single day to, you know, just to feed my soul basically. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's gotta be something where it's like, I don't really have to think about it because it's just like exercise. Right. It's like, you know, there's days when you don't want to do it. You know, there's days Mm -hmm. when you don't feel like doing it, but you, you have to make it something that's a routine that even when you don't feel like doing it, you still are self-disciplined enough that you can sit down and do it. And the way to do that is to keep it short and keep it simple. And I thought, you know, a tree, you know, you can't really go wrong with a tree because there's really no, I mean, there's a few really basic principles that all trees play by, right? Like they grow, you know, thick to thin, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, they're certain texture and, you know, and then, yeah, anyways, absolutely. I won't get into all yeah. the rules of trees, but it's like, they're, they're really simple and it's hard to mess one up as long as you just, you know, make certain kinds of brush strokes in certain places and uh, sure. there's really no wrong way to paint a tree. I mean, it can go so in each direction. Do you think when you're doing it or like, do you go into a tree one day maybe and say, okay, I've been trying to work on this particular technique. I'm going to, I'm going to try to practice that on today's tree. Or is it more of a daily, like little Zen exercise where your mind just shuts off and you just paint a tree? It, you know, it's both. I mean, okay, yeah. sometimes like, I don't know if you've been watching the last few, like the last, I don't know. I think I'm up to. 1,883, Yeah, but I mean, like... Or 87 or something. (laughs) Whatever day we're on, like 15, right? Like, I think January 1st, I decided to do a new thing. Um, And I did actually skip a few trees there right at the end because, you know, we were just... We were down in Indiana visiting some family, and and I realized that's like, even though it's important to me that I paint a tree every day, it's like a lot of people aren't paying attention and mostly don't care. So I did take a few weeks off where I didn't do anything. Right. But now I'm back at it and I'm doing something um, that one of my friends actually suggested to me a long time ago. He's like, you know, you should you should introduce like, you know, little landscapes to your trees. Right. But it's like I didn't really want to do that because now I've added another element that I kind of have to think about. So it makes it a little bit more difficult because there's more involved. <laughs> we hate to think more. don't I, we? <laughs> I hate to think more. I mean, and, and it's just and it's not that I don't. I mean, I don't mind thinking. I like thinking and thinking's fun. It's just when it's something that you're going to do every single day, you know, there's going to be days where it's like, I just want to not think. You're aware of what's what you're putting, putting on your own plate for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So I put a little bit more on my plate and, uh, and I'm kind of, and it's, and it's almost kind of comic booky. I'm seeing sort of a a theme develop, right? Because I'm keeping them, I'm doing black and white Mm -hmm. and uh, they're not actually watercolor. I'm actually painting them with this whole bean ink. Uh, oh really? I've yeah. noticed they've been much more black and white, but I yeah, didn't realize it was uh, a different. Yeah, I'm painting them with like ink, like ink you would use to ink a comic or something. Oh, they have had a much more like gothic look to them, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, I've really enjoyed that. I'm still waiting to see a little guy hanging out of one though. Oh, I'm I almost the other day. <laughs> Not to put more on your plate or anything. Well, well, I mean, I'm putting a landscape in there now, so it's like you know, I'm kind of like sprucing them up, and it's like. Yeah. I, think, I think the one I put in the other day that had um, I put a I put a barn in one the other day, right? Oh, nice. So yeah. I've never had a little tree that had a building in it. So I threw a building in the background, and it's just like, even my boss at work, he's just like, you put a building in your. <laughs> he noticed, eh? Hey, that's <laughs> you <know>? awesome. It's <laughs> like that's the one that's going to make you famous. He's, he's kind of cursing it because he's like, you know. That's the one where he's going to get so famous, he'll have to quit his job, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> That's but cool, I painted man. one with a, I painted one like I threw a, a little stream kind of running off, you know, 
you know, in okay, the yeah, bison. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, oh, I was so close to putting like a little dude standing next to the stream, you know, because I oh. for a while I was kind of into fly fishing. Sure, yeah. You know, so I was into like painting like you know trout streams, and I really wanted to paint a little dude, you know, watching some trout in that stream. <laughs> So well, yeah, that's, well, some we'll put it, we'll put a dude, let it go, you know. <laughs> yeah. I have a dude like swinging from a tree, and they'll be like, "Ah, oh, what?" Well, most people won't get it, but you'll totally get it. Yeah, it's fun uh, with. Well, yeah, you know, you at least have one person who really, really looks forward to seeing it every day. So, that's good, man, that's I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it, it makes me smile. You know, it, there's there's a few little things in my days that give me a smile on a daily basis. And it's those little things that are important to me. One of them is the little Zen tree. <laughs> and another is when I go get my coffee in the morning, I leave my house about 7 o'clock or so. Oh, yeah, you got and, some early. Yeah, and I, uh, I I stop across the street at the Tim Hortons, grab myself a small decaf, double-double with milk. And when I go in there, sometimes I even see them before I leave my house, but there's this couple, and they're they're a senior couple, but they are up there. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to hear if they're, like, circling 90, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, But very, very happy and healthy. Every single day at either 6.30 or 7, the two of them are walking through Clarkson, my area here, hand in hand, smiling, talking, and they walk to Tim Hortons every morning, does not matter what the weather is wow and they go in there and they sit at the same table every day and they each have their cup of coffee and they sit and they talk and there's just something about it that you know they've been together since they were like 12 probably yeah right yeah and and what you know once in a while they don't know who is but sometimes i i pay for their coffee the day before Mm mm-hmm and uh, I tell the girls, don't tell them, but it just it just gives me a little smile to see them. There's something positive that comes out of that every day. Wow, man, that is super yeah. cool. Yeah, so, you know, that, the tree, I love the little things. You know, every Monday, usually I can depend on getting a Hollywood Babylon podcast. Yeah. And and that sets my entire week straight, you know, just to have a happy Monday morning. So. <laughs> what is it, Hollywood Babylon? Hollywood Babylon. It's Kevin Smith and Ralph Garber. Oh, you know, I heard he's got, like, Kevin Smith's got like tons of podcasts and he's like he's like the the king of podcasting, right? He is one of them definitely, but he's got this one show with uh Ralph Garman who's from uh K-Rock, mm-hmm. uh Kevin and Bean show, I think. Okay. And he's just brilliant. He's just he's just a hilarious comedian, does lots of impressions, but this show is like their version of Entertainment Tonight. Okay, yeah. So it, it's a straight up pop news show, but from their ridiculous stoned drunken perspective. Oh, right? but that's great. Yeah. So you know, it, it's it was really cool actually. They did their 200th episode I'm in write Toronto. That down. What is it? Hollywood. Ho- Hollywood Babylon, but like B A B B L E dash O N. Like babble on. Oh, know? I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's on, on iTunes right. there. And they did their 200th episode in Toronto, and my wife got me tickets for uh, my birthday last year. Oh, sweet! And oh sweet. my goodness, it was good times. But yeah, it's it's the little things, you know. It's, yeah, I know uh, that. Um, <laughs> like I listened, I've listened to, uh, I listened to one Kevin Smith podcast. With Travis and I were on our way to do some kind of. Travis and a couple other guys from the Michigan Comics Collective. We were on. We're I think we were heading down to like Green Green Brain Comics in Detroit. Right on. And uh, you know we were uh, 
listening to a Kevin Smith podcast in this car on the way down there. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, Travis has his own podcast that he does. Absolutely. Snake Oil Comics. Yep. And then yeah. uh, I was <laughs> – it was funny, you know, listening to Kevin Smith because I was just like, you know, I'm so listening to him and then I'm looking over at Travis and it's like, you're you, – <laughs> you sound like Kevin Smith. <laughs> I'm like, you, you, I think he tries to copy him. It's it's he well he's so influential you know he's yeah. he's incredibly influential. I mean, he probably doesn't do it sub. You know, I'm sure I do I'm sure it. It's a oh subconscious yeah, thing. I am sure that I emulate a lot of my favorites without even realizing it. I I have a feeling that I bust out a lot of Nerdist without realizing it because Chris Hardwick he, he's I've I've just listened to him over the years get better and better. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure I I take a little here and just <laughs> oh yeah, you, I mean, you know it's the influence, right? But these, I think I heard somewhere you, that you, you know you're basically like your personality and you know like everything about you is basically like you know the ten people you hang out with the most. It's kind of like a combination of those people, right? Oh God! And if you listen <laughs> to a lot of podcasts, right? It's like you kind of get to know like you have your certain ones, right? It's like it's almost like you're. I mean, it's almost like you're in the same room with them, right? Because, you know, podcasting, you're listening to someone have a conversation, share their thoughts, right? Yeah. It's like you're listening to podcasts. It's like, you know, I mean, it's almost like you're in the same room with those people and you're, you know, you're hearing their thoughts, you know, their stream of consciousness. That's why I love it so much because it is so natural. It's, 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 it's the last uh, like medium left where there's nothing to it. There's no rules. There's no there's no anything there's you just hit record and it's whatever you want to do whether you want to sing talk shout swear whatever and it's, it's very improvisational too like you never know i mean it's like you never know i mean you know that the people you're listening to don't know like they might have a little bit of a script or format they follow but it's like they don't really know where it's going right yeah a lot of people try to lead it places i mean i can't i i i hardly prepare for any ones i ever do i mean i'll go in with some ideas like some I'll try to get more prepared for because I just don't want to embarrass myself if right. it's like yep. someone of a certain note. But then today, like, like I've given up on not embarrassing myself. <laughs> Always happens. nice. I I I I don't actively too often try not to, but <laughs> um, we, but like today, like I knew I wanted to. There's a few things I wanted to talk about, but not necessarily specific questions. Like I wanted to talk about the trees. You know, uh, we're going to have to talk a little bit about Nora before we're done this conversation. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. I need to – I should be working on that while we're talking, as a matter of fact. Oh, no. Casey's probably listening. She's like, what you mean? You know – okay. She's been – I think she's – she's been giving me the cold shoulder lately because we're to the point now where – I don't mean to like – I'm sorry. Were you going to do like a segue in Nora? I didn't want to just jump. No, let's Nora. go ahead. No, let's let's. That was a perfect segue. Keep it going. Because she, um, <laughs> you know, she, you know, basically we went through like I have a kind of a specific, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like a workflow I go through when I'm making a comic, right? Right, right. You know, and there's the, you know there's the initial phase where it's like I get the script and then we're talking about it and you know there's a lot of back and forth and interaction and I'm getting to know the writer and it's almost like we're talking daily and it's like I mean I mean it's almost like we become best friends, right? Right. It's, and um and then I do you know and then I do roughs and uh you know and then we talk about the roughs and we're talking about you know and then we're we're doing concept art and, you know, it's like everything's, you know, 
we're really communicating a lot. And then we get to the part where it's like, okay, I've kind of got my head around where we're going and I've got my roughs done and I've gotten to know the author and I've read the script a few times. And it's like, now I have to go cycle through all of the rough pages I did. And I just got, I got to clean everything up. Right. 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 And, uh, so at that point, it's like, I don't really want feedback from the author, <laughs> you know, because it's like what happened, you know, because it, what yeah. it is, is like you don't want to constantly be going back and tweaking these minor details. It's like you want to you want to push through the entire thing well, and then go what, through and then make another yeah. round of changes and, you know, let them look at everything, you know, as a whole. Well, here's what we've got here. Well, this is a classic Capullo Snyder situation. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yes. that's exactly what this is. It's right. exactly what this yeah. is. You've got this incredibly talented writer who's busted out onto the scene. Yeah. It's her first foray, really, into sequential storytelling right. as far as a comic book. So, you know, she's she's going to want to make sure that her thing is the best and, like, it can be and the quality's there and, and vice versa. You know, you're this artist who, who you know, is known to be very talented and you're starting to get into the sequential thing as well. I know you've dipped into comics here and there, yeah. you know, a bit of sequential and you've provided some incredible well, pinups to people, shorts, you know, like short projects, right? Right. Six to 10 pages, you know, anthology stuff. Yeah. You know. So I would expect there to be a little new bumping of the heads from time to time between, you know, something like this, the same thing, Capullo and Snyder, both were so confident in their vision, mm-hmm. and you, you had to learn how to bring that together. And I am more than confident that in the end, Nora is going to be just as cool as the Snyder Capullo Batman run. So, well, I think, you know, to a certain extent, I mean, I get what you're saying, right? Right. And, uh, and, in, uh, and I don't read Batman, but I do follow Greg Capullo on Twitter because he's just like super interesting guy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and an yeah. amazing artist and everything, too. Who will be at C2E2, too. I'm really hoping to get oh, a shot to talk to I got bad to news him. for you about that one, too. No, did he cancel? No, I'm not going to that. Oh, you're not going to that. What happened, Sean? Well, you know. Well, you don't have to tell us. It's not, it's not, it's not like a big. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's not like any big drama or anything. It's just. Um, they have like Source Point Press has kind of a small uh space, right? And uh, he's booked it, known about it for like a long time, like, and uh, he's already kind of had like you know who's going going to be doing the show like lined up since you know months months ago, right? Right. And uh, I didn't even think I was going or even have any delusions about going until um I started working on Nora and uh. Casey was all geeked about releasing it at uh, C2E2, and that's the big date. And, you know, she keeps throwing that out there. And I'm thinking, well, you know, C2E2, and it's a big deal. It's like the main thing. And I'm the artist. It's like, maybe I am going. So I thought maybe I'd ask. So I did. And he's just like, no, we're full. You're not going. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, all right. (laughs) That's the plan. (laughs) Well, hey, man, he's running a business. He's well, exactly. Uh, That's exactly what he's got to yeah. run it. You know, it's. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's. Oh, I yeah. love sort of source point. And press it's you know the thing Travis. is, like, I love this uh, whole adventure. <laughs> oh, you know that is the cool. For me, it's like one of the reasons why I stayed at my day job for so long is uh, because for me, it's like I've never wanted to work for a big company, right? Right. Like I'm not like like Travis works for Dow. They're one of the biggest companies on the planet. 
And he likes it because there's advantages, which, you know, in hindsight, I realize are nice if you want to do other things outside of work. Right. Um, which is, you know, like basically you can call in sick and no one notices. Right. It's like I call in sick and it's like half the workforce is gone. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, and it's like um, – but uh, the small business aspect of you know the company I work for, I mean, there's me. Like I was their first employee, and right. you know now we have three guys that work in the shop. So I mean, you know, including me and the two owners, right? I mean, if you don't count the two owners, then they have five employees, right? <laughs> yeah, three, it's pretty much exactly four, four what we got. I'm I think sorry, we got yeah. six. <laughs> yeah, so there, you know, there's not a lot of us, and yeah. uh, I just I love. I love small business. I love when things are small because I love watching them grow. You know, like I, I have a garden. Yeah. I like I like growing peppers, right? You know, I like sure. planting stuff and I like watching it grow. I'm into small business, <laughs> yeah. right? Right on. And that's yeah. exactly what SourcePoint Press is. You know? Yes. And Travis yeah. is kind of you know they had Trico and Josh, and uh, you know started out and uh, you know both of those guys have their things that they're great at, but they were missing. There was a certain thing that they were missing and that Travis has kind of like stepped in and asserted himself and actually stepping in and asserting himself is the thing that he's actually super great at. Right. Yeah. And, uh, man, they're just – it's so exciting to just watch this company just – they're just taking well, off. I love what Travis has done as far as, yes, treated it very seriously as a business and had the balls to treat a tiny little indie self-publishing comic company as something – deserve it as something that deserves to be treated with respect and proper diligence. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So he treats it like he probably would treat any other company, but they stay to the heart of it. They do what's true to them and it works, you know? And I think that's why they're taking off and they're exploding is I stay in, it's like a, you know, you it's, know, it's, it's a real simple concept. You know, How did you even people... get involved in this whole thing? Cause I met everybody through knowing drunk on comics and then going to motor city, comic-con and i met this whole scene of people these beautiful talented wonderful people and how did i because are you originally from michigan i'm not i'm from indiana okay so how did you get into this whole thing uh twitter right on see twitter has created more amazing relationships than any other social media like, yeah i mean travis uh basically you know he because he took this job at dow and he bought a house in in uh, Bay City, and I live in Bay City. Okay. And uh, you know he's into comics, right? And he's like, I don't know, he's on Twitter, he's you know hashtagging comics or looking to see who's tweeting, and he find he somehow he stumbles onto me, and he's just like, hey, this guy lives in my town, and he's making com, and he wants to make comics, or he's drawing comic book art, you know, he's a decent yeah, artist, yeah. and uh, you know the next thing I know, he's tweeting at me and then he sends me a direct message and he's just like hey i want to make comics and you make comics and we both live in bay cities like you want to meet and i was like yeah and he's like well let's meet it you know he's like where you want to meet at tim hortons and i was like yeah tim hortons <laughs> really yeah right tim on. hortons right yeah. <laughs> and he's like uh okay meet me there you know He's like, when's good for you? And I'm just like, you know, I get out of work at, you know, this time. And he's like, that's great. I get out of work at this time. And I'm like, all right, we'll meet at this Tim Hortons on this corner at this time. And uh, he's like, I'll be the the big guy with the tattoos. And I'm just like, well, this sounds like a this sounds like a really good idea, Sean. Let's go meet a big guy with tattoos at Tim Hortons that you don't know. Oh, he's a big tattooed teddy bear. Yeah, Come on. He, he is. Well, yes, he is. 
awesome. not gonna go any deeper. You guys yeah. met at Timmy's. That's that's good times, man. It's, oh uh, yeah, it was great. Have you been to Motor City like Comic Con? I haven't. I had. Well, here's the problem with Motor City. Is my day job right? Is that I'm in the memorial business? Right. Motor City is like the weekend before Memorial Day. It's literally the one weekend out of the entire year that it's absolutely block, you know, blackout date for me. Um, because of I my day job. I believe this year may be different. Oh, they changed it. It's a it's, well. How does yeah? I think okay. It's a week earlier than usual because usually it's on our Victoria Day. Okay. Which is like our May two four weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year it's the week before. It's thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. Okay. So I'm not sure when Memorial Day is, but I know it's a week earlier than usual. You think I would it's... know, but it's like it's so traumatizing for me that I just <laughs> I just I'm just like when it gets here, it gets here and I'll deal with it. Hey, for some reason we still get a day off to celebrate a dead queen's birthday from like a hundred years ago. So <laughs> Oh, we take it, we take it. It's uh you know, it's fireworks and fun, man. Absolutely. <laughs> so okay, so this starts and who comes to I can't remember. I'm sure I asked Casey this, but I'm totally can't remember. Uh, who started it for Nora? Did she come to you and say, "I've got this story. Do you want to draw it?" Or uh, Travis did. Travis came to me. You know, Travis, oh, that's right. He yeah. hooked you up. That's right. He yes, approached yes. her, and then uh, he one day out of the blue, he just sent me a message, and he's just like, "You interested in making a comic with Casey Pierce?" And I was just like, "Heck yeah." <laughs> You you were familiar with Casey then? Yeah, I met her once right. at um, Grand Grand Con. It was like a, a conference yeah, yeah. gaming convention. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yep. But That's... you know, I really didn't. I really didn't know her. In fact, I until we started working on this comic. I mean, I really had never had a conversation with her. So right, right. I mean, right. mostly you know, I sat next to her boyfriend at that convention the whole time. Oh, Westlake. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So at that, so up yeah. until recently, I, you know, it's like I had a lot more conversation with him than I had with her. So. <laughs> awesome. It's 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 really exciting though, and that's got to be a little. I don't want. I don't think intimidating is the right word, but you got to be nervous going into working with somebody that you don't know very well. You know, it's it's got to be exciting yet nerve wracking at the same time, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, I don't know. Maybe not. You got to learn teamwork. Well, you know, I have, I mean, (laughs) I have been, even though I haven't, like, my day job is, you know, making headstones, right? I mean, I'm doing, like, freelance illustration work, like, on the side, like, in the evenings, you know, it's, like, just odd things, right? Yeah. All kinds of weird projects for, like, the last, you know, 15, 20 years. Oh, so you have stayed So, I mean, it's like, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty familiar with, like, working with, um people i don't know and you know it's just it's just a lot of asking questions and you know it's like you focus on the project first right and then it's like and then you kind of get to know each other as you get into things yeah absolutely um okay about the book itself though a lot of excitement around this book um i think a lot of that is because it's you guys it's you and casey delving more into the comic scene genre itself but I'm really excited about what I think is going to be something also a little different because whenever you can get any kind of painting or watercolor into sequential comic books, I am down. I am like, I'm such a fan of that shit. I can't even tell you like 
And watercolor is a, a big thing right now. There's some people like you, Sean Daly. There's some people doing some amazing watercolor right now. And to see that in comics, give me more. I'm totally down, you know? Well, um, you know, I, I don't want to say – I don't want to ruin it for anybody or anything, but – Yeah, don't spoil nothing. <laughs> I mean, you're not drawing this with a pencil and ink, are you? Like... I, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing it on the computer. Oh, you're doing it digitally. Yeah, it's all – I mean, everything in Nora – actually, all of the comics I've done up to up to date have been you know, in the computer. Really? Yeah, occasionally I will you – know, you know, every once in a while I'll doodle something in my sketchbook and then scan it in and then like paint over like a pencil drawing or something. Really? Wow, I would have never guessed that. But yeah, I would say my process is very similar to like, uh, you know, like Sedgwick. Not familiar. Uh, he's the guy that does uh, the the big one he's doing right now, which I've heard is I haven't read it, but I've heard it's pretty much like a porno. Is like Sunstone. Not familiar. And uh, it's he does it for Top Cow Publishing, okay. I think. All right. Um, and then uh, also Fiona Staples. I'm sure you've heard of her. She's from Florida, oh, yes. right? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. So, yeah, like Saga, right? Like that's all yeah. done on the computer. She does Saga on the – well, actually, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, she does everything. Now that you got me thinking about it. But yeah. there's – wow. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a big deal. I mean it's oh, – uh, what's really cool uh, is like I, you know, my wife and I are into watching this um, – this uh, I think it's is it stars I think it's a stars series but it's black sails it's like pirates right I've heard of that I don't think we get it here but I've heard of it yes um but it's really I mean it's it's kind of raunchy <laughs> it's sure it's full yeah, frontal yeah. you know blood gore violence language yeah, yeah, everything you yeah. think of right it's all in there right but it's pirates right it's like that's what they do. <laughs> right on <laughs> it's it's, like, yeah just like vikings but pirates yeah exactly you. well yeah, actually yeah. we watch vikings too but you know the funny thing about vikings is it's on the history channel right yeah it's weird so eh? it's like yeah, you watch yeah. it and you're like oh this is so nasty but then but if you really start breaking it down you start thinking about it, it's like what did i just look at and you're just like they didn't use any actual dirty words there was no actual nudity, yeah, yeah. and uh, and the gore was like, I mean, it's like it's implied, you know. It's not like uh, Game of Thrones where you actually watch the guy's head get caved in. Yeah, or you like, know? or what was uh, Spartacus? Of or Spartacus? Oh, Spartacus! Yeah, I watched yeah, a couple yeah, episodes yeah. of that. I was just like, wow, there's so many dongs in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've never yeah, seen yeah. more dong hung on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my wife is not watching this. Nice. So sad. <laughs> but yeah, where'd we get to off of that? Oh yeah, the cool like digital and stuff, man. So it's, so like it's, Fiona yeah. Staples was like, I'm on Facebook the other day, and it's like all of a sudden I see like an ad for Black Sales, right? Like I must have liked the page or something, so it's always showing me the ads, right? And it's like I'm scrolling down and I see Black Sales, and it's like there's this graphic. I see it's like comic book format, and I'm just like, whoa, there's awesome comic book art to go with Black Sales. And so I click on the link, you know, because I'm I'm super interested, you know. I'm like, who gets to do that? Because that is like the gig to have. Yeah. And it's Fiona Staples. Right on. So Fiona <laughs> Staples has a deal with stars, and she is doing a graphic yeah. novel of Black Sales, and it is, I mean, she's amazing. I mean, she's. Saga is 
mind blowing. Oh, it's, it's so good. I mean, it's, it's like I mean, I feel like stupid. Thing. Like whenever I say like my process is similar to hers because she is just light years ahead of me at this point. But right, I'm gonna but catch I mean, up. She's, I mean, <laughs> she's she's taking the same road to get there. Just she's doing it a lot quicker. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's just. I mean, that's. But you know, that's what happened. I mean, the way you get better at like anything is you you know you just jump into it, right? Yeah. Like and that's I a, love her. Ori- yeah, the originality to it is what's great. Like just to take the risk and try something different. Yeah, know? I mean, and you know that that's the thing about like Source Point Press, right? Like that's what that's what Travis does. Like actually, you nailed it right on the head, right? Is like he has these gigantic brass balls. Yeah. You know, he just he just he's just like that seems like fun. That's very interesting. I'm gonna but do that. he does and then he it, just jumps in and he just you know you just do it right. He is particular though, you know, like they aren't going for quantity; they're going for quality, which is something I respect greatly, especially out of a comic book. You know, like like I can. Uh, well, you know, real he's way very to... cerebral about it, right? Like he's exactly like, you know he's smart. What is yeah. it? What is it about? Um, what is it about Source Point? You know, that's marketable. You know, what is their niche? Right? It's like, well, horror. He's like, so what's he do? He's like, well. What do I so if their niche is horror? What do I need to know about? Well, I need to know about horror fans because that's who my market is. Yeah, you know, so he starts learning everything he can about horror fans. Right, 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 and he's just like, and so he starts like catering to that, you know, to that market. Right, he's he so, needs to get his ass to Fan Expo, and I'm sure I've told him this before, but Fan Expo in Toronto here, Fan Expo Canada, the horror genre section of the show is immense like rue morgue it, it they put on a thing here and i i just every time i'm in that area i'm like why isn't source point and have like a booth right here you know like it's oh i i'm, I'm trying to spread the love here because well, i you, just know there's there's so many fans in in toronto that would be all about everything that source well, stay Point's on them you, know? you know tell them to yeah tell them to do it <laughs> yeah yeah but that's it's smart man like he's thinking like i i equate a lot of things back to podcasting because you know, it's 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 kind of what I do. But as far as networks, who are kind of like publishing companies in a way, you know, they're helping to get these other podcasts out there. A lot of them will go to quantity, and they just think the more shows we have, the bigger we're going to get. And they consider having a lot of shows, meaning them to be bigger. But it's not necessarily the way, you know. Like 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 Kevin Smith himself has cut his shows down a lot over the past while, and you know, it's made it a more you know, focus centralized thing. The well, same thing know, I try I mean, to do it, with my network. It's kind of a, like, I see, like, I get your point, like what you're saying. Right. Um, but it's like, it's almost like, it's almost like there's not a particularly, there's a little bit more gray area to it, I guess is what I'm saying. It's like, you know, there's not sure. like a right or wrong way to do it. Like, yeah. You know, a lot of it is just trial and error and experimenting. Right. Like just like art. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you know, sometimes they're not maybe they're not sure what market they wanted to go after, you know, and so they do this shotgun approach initially. So they do all of the they do all of these shows and then you sit back, you gather the data, you do the research, you figure out what's working, what's not working. It's like these people are excited. These people are buying stuff. These people aren't. So let's focus on the people that are. So then yeah. you narrow it down. So it's like you're constantly like trying new things and then which is exactly, you know, like my trees, right? Right. It's like every once – I mean if you go back through all 1,800 trees, you'll see there's a ton of different like styles that I've done. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like – and then I've just like – but after a while, it's like, you know, I don't get any comments or any feedback, right? And 
so it's like I know that one's not working. It's like this this new one that I'm doing with the landscapes, which of course is more work, right? right. Well, <laughs> people realize that there's value. So it's like How can I've you be so talented and like... so lazy at the same time. <laughs> well, that's that's humanity for you, right? It's like you know, it's like you go to any factory, right? And it's like the guy who ultimately will end up making the most money at that factory is the guy who's the laziest and can figure out how to sit in the break room the longest. Because he'll innovate the whole process so that he can just sit and screw off. Dude, I'm going all this time thinking it's hard to get you on my podcast because you're shy. Meanwhile, you're just the dude in the break room trying to kill Tom. Right, exactly. I'm the lazy jerk-off in the break room. Oh, Oh, that's great, man. But, I mean, with SourcePoint, someone was on the show once and described them as kind of the Seattle of the 90s is what's kind of happening with comics in Michigan right now. Like, like uh, centralized kind of around source point as like the sub pop of, co- of Michigan comics right now, you know? Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of see where they're saying with that, but there, there's definitely something special going on in Michigan these days, you know? And, you know, it's, it's weird. And to be completely honest with you, I have, I don't understand it at all, but I, I, I'm I, extremely excited that like somehow like, I don't know how, but somehow I'm. It, it, I feel like I'm like right in the middle of it. Well, you are. You're. You've been this mythical figure. Like, is is. I don't know so how probably, I did that. It's weird guess, to say. That's that. the weird part. Yeah, you did that by just kind of. I don't know, staying out of it. But okay, I've stayed away from one thing here because I didn't. I wanted to get you know you a little before I gushed and made you uncomfortable or oh, anything. Oh, right. But dude, you're talented as fuck. <laughs> like you really are. Like your shit is so good. That's why you're where you're at and you have this kind of people know the name artist Sean Seal because anyone who has seen your shit has been like, that is so fucking good. And I think it's as simple as that, man. Like there's there's so much talent coming out of Michigan and to have a certain place where your name sticks out of that. That's just pure talent, well, man. Like know, I know you is... work hard. I'm not taking away from your work ethic or anything, but no, right? Yeah, and I, hate, talent, I hate playing man. the talent card because it's like there's so many people that. Well, I'll play it for in... you. Well, I, I know, I know you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, but you know, it's like there's so many people who, you know, it's like, man, I really, I really want to be an artist. Like they want to be. Like they have yeah. a passion for it. They want to be, but maybe the talent's not there. Right. 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 And it's like. The thing that, like, the reason why I always kind of downplay the talent thing is because there are people that, like, I've, you know, like I said, I took all the art classes. I went to college for art. It's like I've been around creative people my entire life, right? Yeah. And I have seen people who maybe aren't as talented as other people, right? Right. Run, end up ultimately running circles around the talented people. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. they work their asses off because they want it so bad. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. You know, no so doubt. it's like yeah. the talent thing is like in a way it's almost a curse because it makes me the lazy guy in the break room. I hear you. You know, it's uh, like and yeah. the lazy guy in the break room is like, you know, I mean, not that I don't, you know, I mean, I like my day job. I know my bosses encourage me, so they might listen to this podcast. Love you guys. But, um, you know, it's like Dude, that's we're... why. <laughs> That's sorry. You know, it's just it's it's that's why I have such a hard time, like, you know, picking a thing and just being awesome at it. Right. 
Well, pain, pain. <laughs> well, for a lot of these people, pain, pain pushes, right? Like I think you and I are almost in the. Sound, it sounded like we're in the exact same situation in life where, you know, we've had these talents, we've had fun doing what we've did, we enjoy doing what we're doing, and we don't have that hunger to not be poor or lower... living on the. What it is is like uh, more like expectations. I, remember, <laughs> I, I took psychology. And I did good. I should have been a psychologist in hindsight. I think I should have been a psychologist. Okay. <laughs> I took psychology in college and um, and I aced it. I got an A in it. So I, I must have been decent at it. And philosophy too, which is weird, right? I'm an art art major, but I did really well in psychology, philosophy, and economics. I actually think that makes per well except except for the economics. I think the psychology. Well, the makes thing with economics sense. is like because everyone like thinks, oh, it's all about numbers and oh, it's very scientific, but it's not. It's not at all. Economics is a very fuzzy science. Okay. Economics is basically it's like on any test, if I wasn't sure about the answer, I would just put I would write it depends, right? And it's like <laughs> and that was the teacher's like thing that he was always saying about economics. So if I put it depends on any question, he'd get it, I got it right. <laughs> You know, because that's what economics yeah, totally. is all about. It depends. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, yeah. it's like and you're totally a lot right. Of yeah. Gray area. It's a very artistic, actually, thing. People don't realize that. But that's okay, cool, I'm man. Way off. I'm way off. I'm talking about. You. No, that's a way. That's a cool way to look at. I don't it, even man. remember I what you. I was talking yeah. about. What was I going to say? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think we were going too far with anything there. I was going to. Oh, you know, basically, <laughs> you know, my philosophy is I'm. You're not a starving artist. Need to achieve. I was talking about psychology, right? Okay, yeah. Some people have a drive, right? And I would put our friend Travis McIntyre, who's running SourcePoint Press, I would put him in this category. Some people have a high need to achieve. In other words, you know, they're not happy. Is it to achieve or to do? Is it to a a need to achieve achieve. or a need to create? No, to achieve. Okay. Right. You know, right. to put to put numbers on the board, right? They're not they're not comfortable to just sit back and have a thing be a hobby. It's like it's like I like doing this, I want to win at it. Right. You know, they they want you know, they want their name. I mean I don't mean to make it like I so no, I hear put you. a really negative spin on it, right? Like it's like that person, well, they're just all about you know, they're not you know, they're not like us. They don't want to they're not just in it for the fun and the camaraderie, which I totally am, but I'm poor. Right. 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 Like, you know, he wants to make he's like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it to the maximum. Right. And I'm going to win at it and I'm going to have, you know, someday it's like, you know, they're going to be like Stan Lee, who Travis McIntyre is the guy that innovated comics. Right. No, it's like that's, you know, it's just it's a personality thing. I feel you. Yeah. yeah, I'm so the opposite. Right. And it's like I'm not like that at all. (laughs) I'm not. I'm you and I are probably like twins. Right. Yeah, I'm getting that feeling, man. That we're just doing this for fun. It's like I no other fucking reason. As much as I, you know, it'd be cool to be super famous and everything. It's like that'd be awesome. But at the same time, it's like there's a certain part of me that's just like I'm a simple man. I hear you, man. A very simple man, man. I would love to have a little tree and drink a beer. I would love to get paid to podcast all day and just talk, 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 but that's not going to happen. But I still need to talk, talk, talk anyways. So I'm going to do it for fun, you know? Right. Which is that's... the only – it's not like I get anything out of this podcast. Are you kidding? If anything, it costs me money to right. do this show. Yeah, know? I mean seriously. I mean literally I painted 1,800 and some trees, right? <laughs> I've probably sold a couple prints of the trees, right? But not nearly yeah. enough to pay for all the paper and paint that I've gone through. 
So I guess Nora is potentially your first kind of not big money, but like your first like potential earner. Yeah. Like this is something you're going to put out that could continuously kind of sell and lead to more stuff. You know what yep, I mean? Like, I am. Uh, I mean, I am under contract and I'm getting paid for it. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, I mean, it's a legit illustration gig. Yeah. Yeah. So I, oh, I'm so this is not this, this is not a this is not a just for fun you know this is a I have to drop whatever screwing off and silliness I'm engaged in because it has to get done by a certain date because it's got to get Casey to, will kick your ass if you don't and get she this. totally <laughs> oh, yeah yes <laughs> you're not you're not kidding I'm not I said that in no way to be humorous it was a warning to a friend that yeah. girl will kick your ass well, that's you know that's the thing about her that I love though is she also oh, yeah. like Travis she has she has a high need to achieve right yeah yeah you know yeah. and I She's love incredibly like that because it's like yeah. they they don't let me they don't let me out of doing my work well she's on a roll man everything she's been through the past few years and everything she went through and how hard she's worked to become who she is and be where she is oh yeah there's there's oh, nothing that's gonna come in between yeah oh yeah there's nothing that's coming in between her and her creating and and dude i i cannot tell you how excited like no pressure but i'm fucking stoked for this because it's it's gonna be fun either way you know i'm sure i don't think it's gonna change comics but it may you know, but, you know I, I tell you what, I'm trying man. to be balanced here, okay? <laughs> I was like, you know, I listened to your last two podcasts. Yeah. And uh, the reason why I listened to them, because I'm just like, I looked at them. I mean, I looked at them, and I was just like, I know both those guys that he's talking to. It's like, you are in my network, right? Even though you and yeah. I don't talk. It's like, we talk to the same people. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been a cool thing, like... It was weird how I had to leave Toronto to gain to garner a following in Michigan to be able to come back to Toronto and get fans here and listeners. You know, it's... right? Well, you know, it's kind of like that whole thing. Like you got to shake the dust off your feet, right? Because the people in the town where you grew up, it's like you're always just going to be, you know, that's just Jason, mm -hmm. right? But it's well, it's cool though because I've been able to bring a lot back, like a lot of the ideals and stuff of of what I've seen growing. Yeah, you got to get out the whole community, the world, and you're bringing back, you know, all your experiences. Well, I realize a lot of it is connection. A lot of it is just interaction between all these really cool, positive people supporting each other that makes people work harder in Michigan. I think in Toronto, it's so big and so vast, and there are so many different little pockets of communities of artists and different things that it's very segregated not like purposefully just by area and distance you know like in canada we measure distance by hours so you know right as yeah, a it's, so, it's so big up there yeah so as a podcast i am in this very very cool situation where i have the opportunity to kind of unite the clunts you know what i mean like you're not the clowns. yeah as i meet people you know there's like a scarborough crew and an oakville crew and a mississauga crew these are all little areas around the gta and you know they're starting to mingle and i i have this really cool i'm like tool. picturing you as like uh mel gibson right now with like blue paint on your face <laughs> dude i feel like you're that sometimes the just try to lead the charge but you know, it's really cool. That's one thing I love about doing this is that, you know, people get to meet other people. And a really good friend of mine uh, for the, from the show, D.A. Bishop, who is an artist in Toronto, he writes and draws a book called Stranger, uh, a book called Of Stone, and uh, a few other little things he's worked up. But amazing guy. 
does incredible work. And I'm talking to him at the Toronto Comic-Con fan days that happened at Christmas there. And he's like, hey, you know your boy Kevin Joseph? And I'm like, yeah, he writes Tart. Yeah, I know Kevin Joseph. And he's like, yeah, we're going to be working together. And I was just like, wait a minute. Did you not two meet after hearing each other kind of because of an elegant weapon and Twitter and all that? And he's like, absolutely. And it dawned on me. I was like, I made a comic. Yeah. <laughs> I made a comic app. That's crazy how that works. I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh, my, my goodness. It's, it's, you know, it's really so... weird because it's like I don't want to – this podcast could get really, really long at this point. Oh, we'll wrap her up soon. <laughs> but it's like, you know what? You know, I mean, the thing that you just said about, you know, it's all about just like making friends and, you know, those friends like connect with other people and then those people have some chemistry. And then next thing you know, it's like you've just like connected, you know, Capullo and Snyder, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally, like, man. You know, but like on a much, but on a much lower paying, you know. <laughs> yeah, a lower scale on the whole, you know, outlook of everything. But you never know what's gonna happen. But for me, I am such huge friends of these guys that, well, such are such huge fans of these guys, and just the fact that they're kind of friends and. I, I don't know. I was really, really proud of that fact that these two, I'm not saying it's because of an elegant weapon, but well, you know, that's you know. the thing of like, I was not into like podcasting at all. Right. Right. Like I never really listened to podcasts before I got into comic, like comics are what led me to listening to podcasting, not the other. So one. what was the one you first listened to that got you listening? Um, let's see what it wasn't snake oil. It's like, cause Travis started that after I started listening to, um, I think it was, uh, the well, or, gosh, I should probably go look it up. Uh, but right. it's basically, it's like, there's like, there's a guy that I kind of have a comic that I'm sort of working with, working on with, uh, that I met through Twitter who is on a podcast. Okay. And it's like, I didn't know he was on a podcast. I didn't even, honestly, I, I didn't even, <laughs> wasn't a hundred percent sure what a podcast was. Like I've heard of them. Like I knew people yeah. listened to them, but I never really listened to one. And it's like, uh, but then he was on one and it's like, and it was about comics and it's like, I'm working on a comic and I need, I don't read comics. I need to learn <clears> about <throat> comics. So I started listening to it and, uh, I think it's called the well. Okay, that's cool. And uh, so I just kind of started listening to that, and because uh, he's on it. Nice. I mean, he's yeah, not yeah. like the host of it, but he's like kind of like a supporting member, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the supporting cast. Yes, I part of the support. I have a few of those the zany regulars. I've got a few. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I started listening to it, and I was just like, you know, it was. Uh, I've missed a few episodes, but now, of course, you know, and then Travis. I met Travis, and then he started a podcast. Right. And, uh, well, of course, he's from my hometown, and it's like, and I know where they do the podcast at, and, you know, and I've been on it a few times. I've actually, like, showed up in person and been on it a few times. That's fun. I'm trying to do that more. I'm trying to get, uh, and it's been easier because I've been getting more in touch with, like, local creators. Again, it's so big around here, it's hard to peg down, yeah. and you got to drive so far to meet people. But no, uh, the I'm thing with them that, that they do right. that is like helpful is they actually do it at Koi's Comics in Saginaw. 
Right, that's Steven's shop. Yeah, that's Steven's shop. Yeah, right? Steven Sherrard. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and so it's like, you know, not only are he and I, like, collaborators on a comic, that's like before we were collaborators on a comic, he was just a comic shop owner, and we yeah. started doing a podcast there, and then we became friends, and then we were just like, hey, we should do a comic, and then we did a comic, then we did a Kickstarter, and it's like, now it's this whole big mess that I gotta deal with. That's rock and roll, man. That's fucking awesome. That's fucking awesome. All right, let's uh, let's wrap her up on on that note that everything is awesome. C two E two. Unfortunately, Mister Seal won't be there this year. I, for the first time, will be there. Casey will be there, so we'll speak with Casey again. Casey's been on the show a bunch of times. You kids can go back and meet Casey. Now, I wouldn't one hundred percent rule it out because there's been some discussion about like if I can if if I'm far enough caught up on my work i may actually go and just get bust that butt a little bit, and just, man. yeah you know bust that butt a little i'd love to meet you man we can uh, we can do this face to face you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh sean nora coming up you and casey pierce uh anything else you want to plug or have the people know about um just that uh there's we're going to be doing a kickstarter in the next month or two um mm-hmm. uh, mostly to pay for like printing of course. And uh, like Travis uh, said to me the other day, because I think I told him I was going to be on your podcast, I thought yesterday or whatever. He's like, well, make sure you tell him that you're going to be doing a couple of uh, Sean Seal sketch covers as, oh, as rewards, nice. right? You know, a couple of, one, you know, very <laughs> rare to find Sean Seal sketch covers. And I was just like, really? I am. I didn't even know about that. Oh, He's you, like, oh, you, you totally know. are. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Fuck right on, Travis. So, yeah, he's uh, always you're in the me... firm now, buddy. So yeah, Nora's coming out, and then the other one I'm working on is, um, and I actually today, as a matter of fact, just worked up a cover comp on it uh, because the initial cover we decided wasn't super great for uh, issue number one is the Rot with David C. Hayes, who is like a noted horror author from Michigan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, that's actually my. First full-length completed comic that I've done. Oh, right. So full oh. 22 or 24 pages it was, and uh, plus the cover, actually two covers as of today. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I didn't even know that was coming. I'm excited to read that. Yep, and uh, I'm super excited about that one. Occasionally I post on Instagram, uh, you know, process. I think I'm on like page six or seven of issue two, and I've been like kind of posting like panels from the next issue. And I believe it's uh, at artist Sean Seal yep. on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've been kind of riding that. I mean, I know that's super pretentious, and uh, like Steve's pointed out to me that I'm a pretentious dick, and because um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 artist Sean Seal. No, it's, it's not because I'm artist Sean Seal. It's because there's some there's other sh- Sean Seal in exists. Australia who's really. Who probably hates me because I own actual SeanSeal.com, which is my website. Right, yes, yes. Which it's, people should go to because the blog is connected through there, yep. and you people can check out the little Zen trees for yourselves, yep. I believe, yes? Yep. Right, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, so he, so he got everything else. The guy from Australia got, he got, he got the Twitter account and the Instagram and all that. Uh. So I'm artist Sean Seal on everything else. <laughs> Facebook, too. I'm artist Sean Seal on Facebook. Very cool, dude. It's been a pleasure to finally get to sit and chat with you, man. I had a great time. Yeah, Jason, it's good to good to meet you too, finally. All right, more to come in the future, kids. Stay tuned for Nora and awesomeness. Uh, that is all we are going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Thank you.